Welcome back to Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tim Howe. He's Eliani on the board, and it's very snowy, very nasty morning here in Chicago. Although, my God. I'm not so sure it was as bad as uh, they said it was going to be, but it's still not the best. The expressway's all all snowy and uh, all that stuff, but uh, we both made it in, although I was a few minutes late. You were on time. Yeah, I got here at 5.50. I was so proud of myself. Yeah, I was, uh, I don't know, I had a, actually had to slip it four-wheel, dr- four-wheel for a second in the alley, just for convenience. I could have made it in two, but I figure I'm late anyway. I better slip it four. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so anyway, got the Dow up 35, NASDAQ futures up 217, SP futures up 33 as we continue to shoot to the moon here, especially in the big companies. And uh, do we have Mr. Kevin? You do. Hey, what's up, man? How are There's you? Neither snow, nor rain, nor heat, nor gloom of night stays stocks and jocks from swift, com- swift completion of its appointed rounds. Yeah. How about that? Uh, yeah. Well, that's, the, that's the post office, right? That is the postal service. The postal service creed. Yes. Or gloom of night. I like that. So we have uh, some companies that um, are doing uh, amazingly well. Uh, some companies can raise prices a lot. Some can't. Um, you had Starbucks going one way. You got a Google going the other way. Uh, what do you? I uh, first of all, Kevin, when it, when a company does well, especially in the business I'm in, when I have people that uh, own these companies, I mean, I should be really. Uh, Joyful that these things are going up. I, uh, but I have this bizarre, uh, I don't know, south, south side mentality that if you go too far without bringing everybody with you, somehow or another, it, 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 uh, it's not so hot. And I, the, the news and the business news on TV is so, is so pushed toward the big companies. So if, if Google has pricing power and, uh, and was able to raise, you know, prices and so forth, and uh, had a good quarter. Is it is that good for us or not? Should be, but is it? Why is it good for us? Well, that's what I'm saying. It, it's sort of if everybody was doing the same thing and everybody was growing together, it would be good for us. I think, but I don't think everybody's growing together. Right. Everybody isn't growing together. No, uh, real wages are not up. What? Uh, so that that's a problem. And um, you know what? Uh, I, I don't think I, I think we're just seeing the uh, tip of the iceberg here at this point uh, for this for this round of inflation that can't be denied uh, because there's a whole lot of purchase uh, uh, you know bulk purchase contracts that um, that were signed months and months ago. Um, so uh, you know we're we're still working off of some of the. Uh, um, the pre, you know, six and seven percent uh, inf- uh, inflation contracts, and those, as those are coming due, as the next rounds are coming in, they're all getting signed at higher price points that uh, that will 
be passed on to consumers by anyone who can. Well, and some can, and uh, I don't. Uh, I just, I, and I wonder, is a, is a was it was the song? It was. Uh, well, what I'm saying is, it's going to get worse before it gets any better. You know, I mean, this this is the same thing. We keep hearing the same thing about supply chain problems. Uh, you know, where they're saying, "Well, these will subside." No, they won't. No, they won't. The you know the the chip uh, uh, chip shortage worse in the fourth quarter of 2021 than it was in the second quarter of 2021. And uh, and the uh, you know we're, are we going to alleviate the ports in Southern California? Uh, last week they set a record for the number of ships stacked up outside the port. This is not going to get better. Well, I think we are. Uh, it unfortunately has got everybody convinced that as soon as that ends, the inflation goes away. And I, I will absolutely tell you that is not true. <coughs> that is not true. It's not true. And. Uh, what was the, uh, who was it, was it Dan? As I walk along, I wonder. Was that the, was that, was he, was that mm, Dan? Might have been Del Shannon. Del Shannon. You are, you are correct, sir. Del Shannon. See, it was before my time, you know, just saying. Maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's before your time. It's before my time, unless you just didn't start paying attention for, uh, for a long time. Which, it surely be on Eliani's but, but time. But does our, does our musician, does Eliani, uh, know who, uh, Del Shannon is? I don't know. Sadly, I do not. Um. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very, very 60s type of question. Yeah. Ah. Do you know who Eva Cassidy is? Actually, do you? Was? I knew, I actually know who Eva Cassidy is, yeah. Yeah, today's her birthday, so. Is it? Out some, some Eva bumper music. Ah, she's a fellow Capricorn. Oh, God. <laughs> so is anybody a year of the tiger? One, one of the greatest singers ever, and she uh, we lost her to cancer at age, what, like 33, I think? Yeah, wow. she's yeah, she's absolutely incredible. Well, we've had to go through our our life with an awful lot of the people that uh, should have made our life easier. Gilda Radner, Belushi, you can rattle them off. Well, if not easier, at least a little bit better, better. or at least worth suffering through. Yeah, we would, we would enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, at least worth the, yeah, we're worth the, worth trudging through life. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, just like, oh, little, God, uh, little nuggets of, uh, sunshine. Yeah, you know, but yeah, in, in, in the case of like a Gilda Radner or a, um, uh, Eva Cassidy, it wasn't, um, it wasn't self-inflicted. You know, there's so many others that just, you know, they, they took themselves out with addictions and, and such. Um, it was so like a robbery, it, no less. It's, it's a shame, nonetheless, and we missed out on a lot of great music, nonetheless, and and entertainment. But um, uh, but it really, uh, you know, I really almost feel worse about it when it's someone who was just taken from us randomly. Yeah. Well, I don't. I, we're. Uh, I don't see at, at some point here, Kevin. I'm almost at a. You know, I, I don't. Uh, I talk about it a lot, so. But maybe you can uh, help a little bit here, right? The idea that we have, you know, two or three bumps in a row in the, in the Oval Office talking about antitrust. Weren't there more combinations in 2021 than like any other year? Well, yeah, probably. But you know, the, this all goes back to, you know, it's not just that we've had combina- uh, uh, combinations happen, but we've had combinations happen in so many areas that directly affect. Uh, pricing for the masses. Right. So if you look at pharmaceuticals, for example, all of the combinations in that industry, uh, you know, because everybody uses pharmaceutical products at one time or another, 
that has a, a much broader reach than well, you know, possibly even the airline industry being uh, uh, you know consolidated and concentrated in a small number of uh, hands. Uh, because you know, do, do more people use pharmaceuticals and rely on them than uh, air travel? Probably so. You know, th- now that's just me speculating. I, I suppose I could be wrong in that, and the air travel impact is just as significant. But there are other areas as well where you know, it, it, as far as the way we live our daily lives, who cares? But if you take if you take prescription drugs, and you know, you require it for say blood pressure or uh, uh, you know, or, or um, you know, you're asthmatic, or you know, a- anything like that, where you, where you are required. Your uh, those co- those combinations that have been allowed make a huge difference. But uh, for somebody who's not Mr. Law and Order, <clears throat> uh, and you know, clearly doesn't like to see people arrested <laughs> in jail and stuff, I don't. I almost think. Uh, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. We almost need like a. A fascist dictator for like two months to straighten some of this out, and I, I don't know how. I don't know how the current system. <laughs> Donald Trump is rested and ready. <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, uh, yeah, but he, but but he was ineffective. I mean, uh, I mean, if if you actually are serious about this stuff and actually care about people, there have been a tremendous amount of generic drug companies that were charging not very much. That were essentially bought up by. You know, either other companies or the original company, and all the stuff, you know, flew up. I mean, uh, Audrey and her pals, um, they had, uh, well, I don't have no idea what they take as none of my business, but I, I hear via the grapevine that, you know, years ago they were able to get four or five of those drugs that Walmart was doing for five bucks. Yep. Every one of them now is like 65. Well, the law says, <laughs> and I quote, any combination resulting in a restraint of trade is a felony. And yet, we don't... Every every time something happens, there's somebody somewhere getting hurt. And we don't give a crap. We absolutely do not give a crap. Because somehow or another, the the wolves are absolutely in charge of the hen house. And I don't know how you... I don't know how you... You could could say, like they do for... uh, you know, for front running on trading, once in a while they'll find some some Indian guy from Hong Kong or someplace and and, and go after him and say he's going to be an example. But the simple fact is, the the, the people who have been this last couple of weeks, clearly the Fed has changed some sort of thing. They've they've let somebody know that they're not going to, even though they're talking about five rate increases this year, that they're not going to do anything for a while. And and oh by the way, if they do, if it's if it's June. Or, or, or maybe even worse, if it's August and we're, we're just approaching one percent, Kevin, the, the, the whole field is flooded by that time. I mean, I mean really? I mean, we're it's it, we're, we're there's so much scratch in the system, money in the system. In the last month, we were over eleven percent money supply growth on an annual basis. So there's they they there clearly are winners and losers, and the people who I don't even think Joe Biden or Trump or even Obama who's probably smarter than both of them. I don't think uh, I don't. They either don't care. They don't want to look. They can't go after those people. I don't, I don't know what it is, Kevin. But, but somewhere along the line, well, I, I I believe the you know the consolidations that were allowed in the drug industry uh, happened to save Obamacare because they they had to allow those or uh, or nobody would have participated in, in the exchanges either from the pharmaceutical uh, insurance or for uh, you know the, the insurance companies in general. 
Central. They were dropping out of the exchanges like crazy, and uh, uh, so they they had to allow the combinations uh, to allow people to you know the the big companies to stay in. Well, I have to get uh, the lady who lives in. Uh, otherwise, it, it would have just collapsed under its own weight, um, which it still hasn't. You know, but it, you know, it's it's been partially dismantled and. Uh, um, and it still exists, but um, you don't hear much about it anymore because uh, it, the insurance is so expensive. Well, uh, Audrey's friend who's been on the show before, Nancy's the mortgage lady, she's uh, exceptionally bright. She's uh, She could be the female Kevin O'Neill. She's like a terrier. terrier when, she, when she decides she wants to look something up, she, she looks it up, and, and, and I get the... She was telling me that these big hospital chains now are, are not taking Obamacare. Even if it's Blue Cross, the Blue Cross, they won't take that Blue Cross? That's actually true. What? What? So why are we letting them buy other places? It's, that's something that's it been confusing no me. me. Yeah, it makes no sense. I was in a car accident a couple years ago, and I, like when I was first trying to get treated and like, you know, get referred out to go see a specialist, like a neurologist or an orthopedic, um, I had Blue Cross Blue Shield. Uh, Rush turned me away completely. Um... So and then the the night of the accident, the 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 ambulance was like, you're because a lot of times hospitals won't let you leave until you pay like at least a certain amount you know when you visit like kind of like like a copay like you can't see anyone until you pay whatever that copay might be but it would have been thousands and thousands of dollars which, which is kind of great when you think about it you can't leave so you stay in the hospital your bill gets bigger exactly it was really messed up yeah. so like it's yeah it's 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 pretty it's pretty insane. Um, but yeah, that's something I've had I've had to deal with, for sure. Well, I, I think uh, for what she was saying, and again, I didn't write all this down, which I should have if I'm going to talk about it. I think uh, Northwestern University of Chicago, Rush, uh, are all in that group now. I'm not so sure about uh, what's the North Shore, and I don't know about the Loyola group. But I mean, she said if you if if you want if you have if you have Obamacare, you're talking about Provident. You're talking about these hospitals, maybe county. That's that's not the deal, is there? That people were sold on, were they? Uh, I'm pretty sure they weren't. <laughs> nope. This was going to be great access for one and all. Um, it was it was one of those things that I kind of noticed was like the the concept was there, the execution was absolutely terrible, and uh, so I I appreciate I, I appreciate the notion of it all, you know, but it, yeah, I it, I. I, I I hear what you're saying, but there were a lot of people uh, predicting exactly what happened. Oh yeah. So you know, it's it it it, it the, the 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 thought might have been there, um, but honestly, I I believe it was uh, it was designed to it was designed to just be a step into you know fully universal healthcare like the National Health Service and. In the UK, or something like that. Yeah, you know, just, I, I, I think it was intentionally designed that uh, that that would be the that would be the next step and the only logical next step. Oh yeah, and I don't think it's worked out that but way. How, but how does no. that? Does anybody have any idea how to, how to cost this stuff out? Do they have anybody who uh, like actually went to school and learned this stuff? No. I mean, but what, wouldn't you think that maybe you'd want to do that at some point? And the idea of having to run through the emergency room and run up a, a huge bill in there before you even get to your room where your doctor can't even really admit you like they used to be able to. I and mean, what are we doing? I mean, you'd be amazed how many people are just absolutely unqualified to make these kinds of decisions, you know? Yeah. 
Well, we have uh, one. Of well, the I, w- I will say one of the one of the results of it, though, with, is uh, a whole lot of media care places did spring up, so that you know to to try and divert from the emergency room. Oh, sure. And and I think there's been a fair amount of success in that, and it, that may have happened anyway. Um, and and we, and I keep seeing more and more direct primary care providers who just say we'll avoid the insurance system altogether and you'll pay a subscription fee to them, which is, in, in a way, it's, I mean, it's just another form of insurance, but it, it means less filing, less paperwork, all of that for the practice, and they do it at a cost that pass on. There's there's one not too far from me up the road in St. Joseph, Michigan, that uh, I, I think it's if you reach, you reach age 90, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're a client and you reach age 90, then it becomes free. So, yeah. you know, it's like you're in, your incentive to live. Free stuff, <laughs> free free healthcare. Yeah, when you're just about gone. <laughs> well, the uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't understand. I think it, with people without Medicare, I think you get a different look from hospitals and doctors than if you don't. You're not. You're not a, a, a type. Oh, and you get a lot of doctors who won't accept new Medicare or Medicaid patients. Yeah. Yeah, um, that it, and it's uh, probably, HMOs probably also. Probably more biased to Medicaid than Medicare, but. Um, you know, if you weren't already a patient before you became uh, Medicare eligible, uh, they won't. They just won't take you. Well, I, uh, just as a as a way of how things don't necessarily change, one of the most interesting courses I had. You, this, of course, you would have loved to have taken. I don't even know if I have my notes from it, but uh, did I have to? Did I have to show up for class? Uh, you wanted to for this one. Where should you? Oh, okay. I was gonna say. You if I had to, then that that might have been a problem. Yeah, well, I mean, graduate school pretty much you showed up. I mean, you're paying pretty good. Oh, well, this was graduate school. Oh, yes, graduate school is the enriching educational experience. Well, this dude, you had to take one class that was—I uh, don't even know what the hell they called it. It was kind of like a behavioral sort of thing. And this guy was in. This guy was into all kinds of stuff. And uh, meanwhile, the other classes you're learning—you know, advanced cost accounting, your 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 how you can cost stuff out, and how you can—and and he one of the things in his class was. Uh, uh, actually, it wasn't his class. One of the guys' class we were doing concurrently was how do you put together bonuses for people in such a way where you try and force the CEO to do what you want him to do over a long period of time instead of just make a lot of money in one quarter. Yeah, because you're going to get what you reward. So you yeah. got to try and design. You got to craft your uh, uh, reward system to get what you need rather than. So everybody was up in their eyeballs. Rather than and, good hearts law kicking in. Oh yeah, well, but everybody was uh, up in their eyeballs and. Uh, and cost accounting, and, and how do you uh, actually look at an emergency room? I and mean, how much does it actually cost to put somebody through there? When you have the fixed costs here and there, and and how much you know what is your fixed over overhead? And why is it so damn big? That kind of thing. And he goes, you know, you guys are getting pretty good at this stuff from these other classes, from what I hear. What do you think the uh, the way a hospital decides what its costs are? And everybody's going, I have no idea. He says, Well, I'll tell you, it's laughable. He goes, you divide the amount of patient days by the amount of money you spent, and that's your number. And everybody, like, bursts out laughing, going, what men or moron uh, would do that? Because one has nothing, really nothing to do with the other on a daily or weekly basis to price stuff. Anyway, we got a, we got an email from one of our listeners, and we come back from break. Uh, something hasn't, a lot of stuff hasn't changed, Kevin. It was, what, 50 years ago? 45, God. SP Futures up 38, and SP Futures up 259. We'll be right back, Stocks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. 
The Control Freaks guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation of the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding health care reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage health care costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630 401 8810 or search us on the web at cognoshr.com. Cognos HR, innovation in human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now. Hello, home place, Dyson Jacks. I'm Tom She's Eliani on the board. She was bright and early, plus texting me. You know, I'm already here already. I know. I'm late. Damn right. You know, it's one of those things that I uh, suspected she was. And, of course, you know, you got to tell somebody. Do, do you know you have a hole in your pants? Yes, I do. You know, one of those kind of things. <laughs> um, anyway, Dow Futures up 43. Uh, we've Over in Europe, we've got the... Uh, X up 68.4%, FTSE up 67.9%, CAC around up 38.5%. Uh, over in Asia, we've got the Nikkei up 455 These guys have been up, down, up, down, over the place. Uh, it's 1.7%. Shanghai down 32 uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute. They're, not, they're still not open. 
whatever the Chinese New Year Hang Seng, however, is open. Um, actually, they're not open either. What was 131? No, they they uh, they must have closed. For, uh, they weren't open today, so we can't we can't worry about those guys. Worry about those guys tomorrow. Uh, bonds, ten year, one point seven eight. So all this stuff about interest rates gone up a very very little bit. The bond positive point zero four. Boy, it's been so long. We've been doing negative. I don't like talking about negative interest rates, but they're positive point zero four. Japan positive point one eight. We've got oil down eight cents at eighty eight twelve. Brent down twenty two cents eighty eight ninety four. Natural gas up thirty nine five fourteen. So these guys have gone from like three eighty to five fourteen in about eight trading days. It's 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 un- incredible for natural gas. Uh, we've got gold up three twenty eighteen oh four. Silver up twenty four cents twenty two eighty four. Copper up five cents four forty eight. Big moves in the grains this morning. Uh, next time I do this, I'll, I'll dig up some soybeans. I think soybeans are up like thirty cents. Uh, and we have Bitcoin down twenty eight bucks, thirty eight thousand six oh eight. On a very quiet day there. Eliani, what do you got for us? Traffic, weather, sports. It's snowing. Yeah, that's pretty much the long of the short of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's start off with sports then. Um, Chicago Bulls beat Magic last night, one twenty six to one fifteen. Phoenix Suns beat the Nets, one twenty one to one eleven. In hockey, uh, Phoenix Coyotes beat Colorado Avalanche 3-2. to Nothing to report for Blackhawks last night, but they will be playing the Minnesota Wild tonight. So I think they're playing at 8.30, so make sure to look out for that. In weather today in Chicago, it's it's snowy and wet and horrible. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But in more detail, currently 27 with a high of 38, low of 23, so at least we're sitting above the 20-degree temperature today, which is great. Um, do keep in mind that the winter storm warning is still in effect all the way through today and through tomorrow as well. Uh, in Phoenix, as per usual, they're doing better than we are. Uh, currently partly cloudy at 53 degrees with a high of 62 and a low of 38. And it is a mess on the roads today, guys. Just have to be really careful driving. We have traffic all the way from DeKalb all the way inbound to Chicago. So 55 north and southbound, 290 east and west, 90 east and west, 94 east and westbound. All the way east and south going at about, it looks like about a 40-mile radius. On, on either either direction, so please keep in mind with that. And also doesn't help that we still have construction on the roads all over the place on 294.55 and at the 290 I-94 intersect, so please be mindful of that. Also, we got accidents on the road this morning on I-90 West at the Devon Toll Plaza on 390 East at Route 83. We have two accidents on Route 53 North at Army Trail and Rowling Road. Another accident on Columbine and West Wilson. Two accidents on Roosevelt East and Westbound uh, near the 88 uh, East-West ramp. And then we also have another accident on 294 South at Central. Please be careful driving, you guys. It's really, really nasty out there. And uh, stay warm. Drink coffee. Have cocoa. Yes, cocoa. Um, <laughs> at least we didn't get the, uh, the prediction yesterday, Kevin, that it was going to be rain, a full skating rink with snow on top. That, that didn't happen. You know, you can walk along without really slipping too much, at least downtown in my, in my hood. Yep. Anyway, our, our friend Paul. Well, hey, I do need to add to the uh, sports report that the uh, Fighting Irish women knocked off number three uh, North Carolina State last night. Well, damn. I always like it when our girls are better than their girls. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do too. I, I actually went to the game. I, I taught a, uh, um, I had, I had a class I teach at Notre Dame that um, uh, ends right at 7, so we just happened to end about 10 minutes early last night. And, uh, Gee, why is that? The game, so I walked over and went to the game. Mm. Uh, what kind of, how many creatures did I get at a game like that with the snow and the, um, and the 
I, I, it was it was a actually a pretty sparse crowd. They used to they used to average about eight thousand a game uh, in in the heyday. But after a couple of bad years, I think they lost some fans um, that they have to earn back. Uh, but in addition to that, with the uh, uh, the all the dire warnings of weather, I'm sure that suppressed the crowd last night. Uh, and, and it was a rescheduled game too. That was originally scheduled for a weekend and. Uh, North Carolina State couldn't travel up here for COVID, so that was several weeks ago. So the, it's it's kind of wedged in. Uh, it was wedged into the schedule. Uh, they, you know, normally the uh, the game schedule had them on uh, um, Sunday and Thursday, but uh, so now this week it's Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. What's uh, what's the scoop? A very entertaining game. Uh, you know, really two a couple of really good teams. The uh, Irish are up and coming. Very young team, but they're. Um, but they're uh, they're pretty good and, and improving. They're you know a couple. Last week they had the uh, player of the week and the freshman of the week, and both were freshmen. They were just two different freshmen. Uh, How can you player of the week and that freshman of the week? Uh, I don't think they count Olivia Miles as a freshman because she played six games last year. Ah. Uh, she was uh, she's a, a Jersey kid, and she was uh, her her season got canceled, so she graduated in. January and uh, from high school, she just took early graduation. Came to Notre Dame, took her a few weeks to clear all their protocols and everything get cleared to play. So she got in a half a dozen games last year. So they don't count her as a freshman, even though she really is uh, age wise and um, and eligibility wise. I just uh, I can only imagine. It, uh, of course, we didn't have any COVID back then uh, at my high school at Marist, and the guy who was uh, the principal. Nice guy, but if you looked at him, he just—he looked like a. Let's put it this way: if, if they had one of those tests about Neanderthals, this dude might have been—I don't know—I think he might have been a, a full, full-blooded, you know, type of thing. I mean, he's a guy you just didn't mess with. I can only imagine walking into his office, even if he had quote the grades and say, "Well, it's December of my senior year. See ya." I—I I don't think that that interview would have gone over too well. I mean, uh. Well, it might not have, but uh, you know, remember they they canceled her her basketball yeah. season, so you know she wanted to play. I can't blame her for that. No, I can't either. I just I uh, let's put it this way: it, it, when, when you and I were in high school, even where you went, all they always had good teams. Uh, it was an extracurricular activity. It wasn't the reason you were there. I think. Yeah, I understand, but uh, it, it, I, I would imagine if you were, uh, um, you know, a, a major college level athlete like Olivia Miles is, um, then uh, you know your perspective may have been a little bit different. Um, yeah, I was not, am not, was not, am not, never will be, am not, was not, never was, never, yeah, never was going to be all the above. Um, so, all right. So our friend Paul sends us this. Uh, I was talking about costing out at hospitals. Illinois gross, and this is from the uh, American Hospital Directory, whoever the hell they are. Uh, Illinois gross patient revenue was, take a guess. Oh, I couldn't even. 146. About, about, about $100. No, $146 billion. Yeah, I know. I was giving yeah. you the Rain Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, Illinois last year had 5 million patient days. Equals twenty seven thousand dollars per day per patient in the hospital. Uh, what the bleep over? <laughs> you think that's kind of pricey for health care? 
Yeah, I mean, I know uh, the one of the you know everybody loves uh, the Dutch Ronald, Ronald Reagan, but somewhere in his administration, I don't know who the hell did it, but I, I'm not saying he did it, but they decided that back in those days, if say uh, Eliani or Jill or somebody went in the hospital and, and popped out a baby, you were five days in the hospital, and all your and your uh, maternity wards were kind of set up for the five days. Now, whether you need five days or not, eh, I'm no doctor. But they decided, well, we're going to cut a lot of costs by going down to four days. All right. Now, you know where I'm going with this. If you use this divide one into the other, all you end up with is 20% of your rooms empty, and you got the same price. And I, is everybody okay. got, I mean, is, that, is my math wrong, or is that? <laughs> I mean, it's insane. What you're you're saying? You, they didn't make room for more babies to be born. No, I'm saying that they just okay. No, I mean, I mean you, you, that, you're right. That math won't work. I mean, you, you didn't you didn't fire the administrator or, or take a chunk out of his pay because you got less people there, right? As a matter of fact, you probably gave him a bonus or something. The overhead in these places is is incredible. I mean, if somebody were to go through one of these new hospitals that's been built, and they're you know they're pretty pretty awesome places. But if if you were to go in there, and if you were just a, you know, a cost accounting hound, um, I'm going to say somebody would come up with a, with a, if you put two or three guys from back in my day, uh, you know, any school, the Nippon University of Chicago, they're going to say, you got a lobby that's, you know, 30,000 square feet. What the bleep for? You know, I mean, you got, you've got this, you've got fountains, you've got pianos out there. Well, what, what for? You know, you're 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 pushing all these costs into the place. It's it's like a uh, like Commonwealth Edison. The more they push in, the more they get. Right? Every time you well, how how do they? You know, I'd, I'd love to see how they do the accounting. I'd love to see how they do it for tax, but also for financial reporting, um, because you're right. Um, actually, a lot of what goes into that lobby, they probably just list it as an asset, so it's not an expense, and and therefore it it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't interfere with the, the particular reporting we're discussing. Um, well, you, know, you, talk- can, you can put all these, you know, this major artwork and all this other crap out there in the lobby, and that's not. There's no expense to it. It's it's just an asset. Well, I mean, if, if you, I, if I don't even know how you depreciate it because you know theoretically if, uh, it it may actually gain in value. Well, if, if they get, you know, Kevin O'Neill wants to uh, wants to buy an indulgence. And, and, and pay for the lobby. I guess it doesn't cost you much. What I'm saying is, if, if you were to... Well, that's true, because yeah, if you're going to put my name on the lobby and make it big and beautiful, uh, because that's what I require for my donation, then I guess you don't care very much about that either. Although, if somebody really wants to donate a million dollars or a couple of million dollars, I'd, I'd really rather it go to care. Well, that's right. I mean, and I so you, you look at, you know, what, what, is, what is the overhead rate? I mean, when you go into the... Uh, I, I, I should have it here somewhere, but I'll never find it. Maybe were you the one? I think I sent it to you, so I'll blame you for losing it. Uh, didn't we have a listener that sent us uh, a study of if somebody has uh, a gunshot wound and you go into county in the first twenty minutes, how the gunshot, how much now the bill already is like twenty grand or something, or fifteen or some massive number. So I do have some numbers here about this stuff. So in the U.S., um, according to um, Harvard Medicine. Typical overhead costs in hospitals um, range from 40 to 45 percent. 
and a portion of overhead costs specifically attribute to administrative costs, so paying people salaries and things like that. And then um, it, that doesn't include housekeeping, um, pharmaceuticals, social services, and like general clinical services either. Yeah, it, it, are they saying, though, that's just administrative salaries, not the direct cost of care salaries like doctors and nurses? Um, yeah, so administrative costs includes doctors, specialists, so like PCPs, specialists, and nurses. And then what? And then they're like okay. See, then, to me, that like, would be that would like, be direct costs. That would go yeah. in in in, in a different be. business. We'd be calling that just part of the gross margin. Yeah, because it, it should and, be. Uh, really and, and the GNAs would be all the administrators and the like HR and accountants and, and the, uh, like that, IT yeah. people and so on. Yeah, the according according to this administrative, not only it includes HR, accountants, and um, other supervisor type roles, but it also for at this point in time, collectively includes treaters and nurses as well. Well, but, you, but even then, if you were to, if you want to be a, 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 a not a not a nice person, you could say, okay, uh, this guy was in my room for three hours for whatever his procedure was. I mean, what does the guy make or lady? And I'm going to say that uh, it's you know, what do they make? 150 grand a year. All right, so half a day is is what? There's a torn in some days. So that's what, seven grand a day. Well, make it one hundred and forty for easy math, yeah. and so let's yeah. just say it's two hundred days even. So, um, so uh, it would be uh, two hundred days. Seven hundred uh, bucks a day. One hundred forty thousand uh, divided by two hundred is what? Seven hundred bucks a day. Well, to go back to 700 your point, seven hundred bucks a day. Like, so, uh, if the person's in your room for half a day, then that's three fifty, isn't it? Yeah, and then you get this nurse. That would that be your nurse. direct cost. Then you have uh, the equipment in there, which is obviously very expensive. So you. You depreciate that, and yet you're liable to get a bill for like sixty grand. Where does that come from? Yeah, well, it kind of that's also like why people like aren't having children. Like, I have no interest in having children because I know how much it's going to cost to give birth. I had a girlfriend have a child. Her name is Megan, and she. Uh, <laughs> and that, <laughs> that's the least of it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you see she, what they cost was, you on a week she, by uh, week basis. She she posted her bill online. There's they actually charge her a fee to let her hold her child for 160 dollars. It was on her, her oh, invoice. Like it's insane. It's gone out of control. And she has five children, so she's having enough babies for the both of us. <laughs> well, that's a, we had a, a listener. Yeah, you can borrow. You can borrow her kids anytime hey, you want. I babysit a lot of my friends' kids. <laughs> well, the. Uh, we have a listener who sent me, he actually sent me his bill from a little company when he was born. And had, he's right after me, so he was 1954 or something. And uh, he was there seven days, and I think the bill was uh, 280 bucks. D- it didn't include the doctor. It included the, the uh, birthing room, whatever you want to call it. It included the anesthesia. included all that stuff. It was like 270 It was like 60 bucks a day, 55 hours a day for a room. Now, if you were to put that in a CPI number, now, of course, the rooms are a hell of a lot more sophisticated now. There's, there's, there's a lot that goes in there that didn't have there in 1954, but, but still, I mean, what are you, what are, you, what are we talking about? $27,000? Well, even, even when, uh, my son was born, it was, you know, a few thousand bucks. Um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't even as out of control. And they threw in, you know, for all of the, uh, the new parents the, the day after, because you still had a hospital stay. So the right. new parents who had they uh, they they set up a little dining room in the maternity area and they would bring in uh, this was St. Francis in Evanston they bring in a uh, fillet dinner with champagne for the baby or for you 
<laughs> for the parents. Wow. For the parents, it was it was very nice. It was, it was also funny, you know. They 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 want all the they, all the couples come on down the hallway now, and of course the women were not exactly uh, um, you know taking the most sprightly steps that you would imagine. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of slow moving. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, why? <laughs> I think they they had a rough day. Let's put it that way. It's not. Uh, you put it that way, yeah. yeah. It, you know, a rough day. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, <laughs> the the best way I ever heard it described is. Uh, uh, you know, someone making fun of the the husbands who would all say, you know, I was there, I was part of it, I was there in the room. As a you, you were part of it. You don't have no idea what part of it is unless you've ever passed a bowling ball. <laughs> well, if, just as I put this in my old calculator here, my CPI calculator, sixty bucks a day in nineteen fifty four. Uh, the way our, our our geniuses do the CPI would be six hundred and twenty one dollars a day now, not twenty seven thousand. Mm. Just saying, we're not even on the same planet. Yeah, not at all. Giving, I think it's like someone. I think it averages about the cost of going to um, a college university, just like an average, like like NIU or ISU or anything like that, like Ball State. Like one year of of college is what it costs to have a child these days. Yeah, it's uh. Well, you could always go to the midwife. <laughs> yeah. What are the uh? Kevin, what what are the uh, alternative places for like north for like Northwestern, or do they have a like birthing centers? They have places where you can go and get hips replaced that isn't aren't a big hospital or you know. It hasn't a, been a concern of mine for a lot of years, Tom. So I don't know. Well, you never know. A lot happen. of people leave the country to get a lot of these things done. Like like they'll vacation like the last month of their pregnancy and go have their children in Europe. <laughs> well, I'm seriously thinking about. Uh, one of my my guys tell me that a lot of these quarterbacks and probably other people, this this stem cell stuff actually works. And I, I I have no idea. And I put it in joints, and you see doctors doctors are doing it now more and more. And uh, that a lot of NFL quarterbacks were in Europe in the off season, and you know some might actually say that that's one of the reasons why a guy like Brady could could uh, you know play till forty four very effectively. And I, again, I don't know that he did anything like that, but I know some. People were telling me that, but now down in South America, from what I understand, it's uh, Eliani's home base. Yep, they actually have a stem cell treatment where they just take a big artery and shove it in there. You have your, your, the whole body redo. That's what I need. You and me both. What do you mean? You're, you're <laughs> what are you? Twenty five? Well, I'm thirty, but I've also been. I was beaten up in a car accident, so I'm still. I'm still dealing with that. So I'm always looking for new things. God. <laughs> But I mean, the other stuff, I mean, your eyesight's good, your hair, your hair's the right color, I mean, all that stuff. You, you don't need the full body treatment. Well, you know, cr- chronic pain do- does a lot to you. True. So, and then like, the amount of... Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it gets old really fast, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's been, it's been two and a half years of just like, I've been in and out of the hospital for the last two years, and then not even just for, you know, the spinal issues, but like I had a, I had a blood transfusion last year even, so, um... Well, and, just, just keep in mind, there's going to be a point, like, where, you know, in, in my case, the uh, realization goes like this. Um, going to a basketball game, right? And they play that song, Jump Around. Sure. And my first thought is, if I tried to do that, I would just get hurt. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> you want me to jump up and down for three minutes? Uh-uh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, the, so, Kevin, what uh, we, you know, the, the, pl- the places that you deal with, uh, when I say you deal with, the companies that your that your university, well, your your college services, the local companies here in in north 
central Indiana. And I'm not saying Michigan. that's saying for all of them, but most of them are probably, I'm going to say, on the ass end of, I can't just double my prices when my inputs go up 25 percent or 50 percent, like like some people seem to seem to be able to. Where do you think those guys uh, land in there? I mean, I mean, clearly you can see the you know, the Home Depots and the Lowe's doing better than. Uh, the other retailers, I mean, in my opinion, anyway, because uh, I think they're more concentrated. I mean, I just, when we first started doing the show, it had to be 15, 12, 15 years ago, I said the absolute worst thing that can happen is to allow all kinds of combinations and then the Fed somehow screw up and go back to an inflationary period like in the early 70s. You will just eviscerate your population. And, and, and we're doing it. I don't I don't I mean it's I don't I don't see any way to stop, to stop it. I don't see any way to I mean these guys you you can't be be ragging at the Fed to do something when your guy from uh, Procter and Gamble is on TV and he's your sponsor guy gleefully telling you how much he raised prices. I mean I, I mean you can't you can't obviously we we are running a company for those people or a country for those people. And how do the rest of us I'm not in the I'm surely not in the uh you know get our guns kind of group but how exactly do we stop this? How do we get somebody to actually prosecute when things are laws? How do we, I mean, I don't see anybody in this next election. There, there's no change here. I mean, who the hell cares who you vote for? I mean, I, I think, you know, there is. You know, I, I agree with you. I, I think there is, um, I, I don't know if we're just getting what we deserve as an uninformed population. I think that's a part of it. Uh, but I, I don't, see anyone out there that is willing to talk about it and maybe it's because they think that you know people won't understand people won't latch on to it people won't care whatever whatever reason i i tend to think they're wrong though i i I, you know i'm kind of of a mind that people you know people are not they're not we're not stupid We, we may be occupied on stupid stuff often enough but I don't think we're that that people in general are stupid, um, and uh, uh, so I think we're I think we're very so much not, you know who can talk to us without being patronizing, and and I think that's really the, uh, a big problem is that uh, that too many politicians really are patronizing. They're you know they they play to the uh, basest instincts of people, um, and, uh, and and we need to do that differently. But I I do think there is room for candidates who will do that but it's hard work and uh it, you know it's hard work building out you know building out a message like that uh and making sure that uh um that you can do it you know that you you don't have to live in a soundbite world so we'll see um you know i'm i'm sure the uh, upcoming midterm elections will be all the uh, the the worst of it um but we'll see who's going to emerge cuz i'm you know i'm reasonably reasonably certain Trump will run, but I'm not certain he will win, and I think he's vulnerable to someone who is a uh, can can be very conservative, but can be could be very thoughtful in the presentation. And I think uh, you know I, I really think there is a hunger for that in the in the population. Well, what uh, you know you, you 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 ask yourself. I mean, some people not, not everything has to be you know paid for, like in Chicago. I, mean, I need to wet my beak. But if if you were, I actually knew a guy. He was a client for a while, and I think he, God, he's got to be dead. He was pretty old. Uh, I don't know that he's dead, but um, but he was a guy who did some of these uh, citizens' utility boards, right? And uh, 
you know, I don't. This, you look at your your Commonwealth Edison or people's gas bill now, Kevin. It's 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 an embarrassment. I mean, it's absolutely an embarrassment when you look at the price of natural gas and what they jumped it up and how they can can can, can raise the price of of delivery to your house without even putting a new line in. It's the same line that was there in you know 1812 for God's sake. I mean, how do you if you and I decide to just you know take the show and you know, we get on podcasts, we become the Joe Rogan, we got to put ourselves on TV. If if we fight this for a year, all right, and, and actually make a little bit of progress, what do we get out of it? And, 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 as, soon, and as soon as we're done, as soon as we croak, Commonwealth Edison is still going to be there. I mean, they, they've got, I mean, somehow or another, we need, I, believe, I honestly believe we need a constitutional convention because the one thing that was not, well, I only got two things. One thing that was not, Designed in the Constitution, despite what all these bleeps say, is uh, they they didn't care if you and I were crooks. They knew they knew we might be crooks. Half of them sitting in that room putting it together were crooks. Uh, but they also knew we couldn't. It was physically impossible to get control of the whole place because guess what? People die, right? And there's no way you can get control of a hundred representatives or two hundred, and you know, in, in, inside of seven or eight years. You know, when you when you when you had to go on horseback from place to place, you know, all of a sudden that's all changed. I mean, I, I don't see any possible combination in this in this state of Illinois or probably any other state where you can you can you know put a leash on Commonwealth Edison. We haven't done it since 1912, for God's sake. I mean, uh, I, how do you I mean? Just saying, and that's just one of a. Ten thousand places. I'm not arguing with you. I, you know, it's it, it, it is not easy, and it's it's not easy to um, to be the kind of leader who's you know who's able to patiently communicate things. One of the things that we did get out of the Trump era is I think we understand better the formula for reaching people now, which is that you do you know you do have to be somewhat entertaining. You do have to be able to make a splash. That, that's just the way. You know the way it is. I, uh, you know, I don't want the president to be the entertainer in chief necessarily, but you do have to be, um, you know, you, you do have to be somewhat enter- entertaining. I find this as as a uh, as a teacher. If I, you know, I I can have all the great message in the world if if I'm not entertaining at all. If they don't come to my classes and have fun, um, sorry, the message isn't going to get through. Um, and uh, and yet we. You know, in in all of my classes, we deal with some of the thorniest subjects that, uh, and, and the most controversial subjects that you could that you could come across. We deal with all of those issues because that's life in the in the business world. But you can do it in a way that that reaches people uh, and that gets them thinking and that can be thought provoking uh, without being uh, you know without relying on just sound bites and be, or being a jerk. Well, I think we. I think it's doable. Um, I, I think we, you know, I, I think there's a template out there for it, and we just need, uh, you know, we need somebody who is just really, really capable of executing it. Um, I don't disagree, Kevin. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you on Friday. Stay away from the. Did you guys get lake effect or no? Uh, I, I generally not where I live, but I'm I'm probably no more than five miles out of uh, the reach of lake effect. But we're, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get our our pile of it. I've already. You know, gotten the text this morning that uh, campus is virtual today. Uh, so it means we're not off. It means we got to work. <laughs> so how come in, in, our, in our day, the only the only three days we ever got off was the the, the, the Sunday the snowstorm in nineteen sixty seven, we got like twenty five inches. 
We never got we never got it. Yeah, I remember yet. that. We uh, it was that uh, <laughs> was kind of fun. Oh uh, yeah, it was for a few days until you realized they were going to add the days on at the end of the year, and then it became not fun. I'd rather be off okay. in the summer. Take care, bud. SP Futures up 39. Talk to you Friday. As if he's up 239. Be right back, Mr. Russell Rhodes. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time decay for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hear ye, hear ye! The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. You are out of control! Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello and welcome back to Stacks and Jacks. Kelly on the board. SP Futures up 40. Nasdaq Futures up 242. Racing up again today. Do we have Mr. Russell? Happy Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, bud. We are, are happy you? Wednesday from the Indianapolis. I think this is an international airport. Um, you're, not, you're not trying to fly so. up here, are you? Do I? You're not trying to fly up here, are you? In this mess. Are you there? Chief, I can barely hear you. Uh, how about, is that better? What are, what are you doing uh, here? I heard the word better. Are you, uh, are you doing, uh, are you trying to fly up here? Good luck with that. I am trying to get home. Um, I wasn't supposed to come home until tomorrow night, but, uh, that's not, that, that definitely will not be happening here. We've already canceled, they've already canceled school at IUPUI for tomorrow. They didn't Good. cancel school. Don't take that as an official snow day cancellation. They just told us to teach online if we thought it was a better thing to do to be safe. How's that? Um, so, it's uh, it's on its way here. I just heard you ask about lake effect in northern Indiana. I can tell you right now that it is very cold rain, the kind of awful weather that you would never want to sit through a Bears game in. Oh, God, I've done that. And it's yeah. going to, you know, it, that, there's nothing worse than 35-degree rain 
I would rather sit in 20 degree snow. Oh yeah, uh, oh, without a doubt. But uh, yeah, my uh, I, I got a special dispensation from the dean that I could go ahead and come home early because my wife's 50th is on Saturday. Wow. And I've Perfect. missed enough life events that if I miss that one, I may as well just stay here. Uh, yeah, you don't want to do that. They 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 don't they take a very dim view of stuff like that. Yeah. So, so no, that's what I'm in, and I'm already delayed by a couple hours. So, well. but I did find something. I meant to ask you: Would you like me to pick you up a uh, 2022 college football playoff uh, hoodie? They're hoodie. on sale for 50 percent off in the in the airport. Uh, not really. <laughs> guess guess how much? But guess how much 50 percent off is? There's still got to be 80. Uh, it's fifty bucks. They were a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars and ninety nine cents. You got to like that they even put that ninety nine cents on there. Um, yeah, there's no inflation. No. <laughs> what are you? Uh, we we're just talking to Kevin, and uh, and when where where does where or how does it end? I mean, I when you see the, I'm just getting this um, thing from one of these one of the newsletters that sends me stuff. Why is the Fed so hawkish? Excuse me, but they, they, the Fed has done nothing but talk. They, have you seen any? They, they actually did anything? I don't see it. No, they haven't done anything yet. But I think they're they they're so behind the curve. They're going to catch up, and the, the they may do more damage in the catching up process. This this, I mean, I wasn't around for it. This has to remind me of uh, the four or five days before, or four or five months before prohibition. You know how much money are they pouring into the system? We got the bonds flying up again today. I mean, how much? How much money? Uh, how much uh, alcohol was people hiding in their basement? Is or just, or just they had to go. To, I bet people went to the bar yeah. ten days in a row, knowing it was over on yeah. Saturday or whatever. Guy, hey, could you imagine if they if they outlawed uh, your favorite, all of your favorite watering holes? Yeah, you know, and and knowing that, that, think about how fast time would move. Uh, well, they sort of did, and uh, and uh, yeah. was it March sixteenth of two thousand, right? Well, yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, but yeah, I just having something like that looming down on you, just how how it would alter your behavior. There's a there's a study that I could do. Ask all my students if all of a sudden they were going to raise the drinking age to twenty five, what would you twenty two year olds be doing? Drinking. Yeah, drinking a lot and buying a lot of alcohol and finding the best guy to make me a fake ID. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Remember in, in our day the, the hardest the hardest part was the uh was the stamp on the back of the draft card. It was hard to fake the stamp. Uh, when, when um when you would get your license in Tennessee before they had pictures on them, uh they would actually like they'd send it to you like a postcard in the mail. And you could, and the font of the address was the same as the font of like your birth date and everything. If you were really skilled, you could, you could replace your, uh, your birth with a different number. And it well, one of my, you could, uh, alter, you could alter your ID. Slice my dog. Exacto knife and some glue. Well, the Indiana driver's license were actually t- two cards wide, right? And then you folded them in the uh-huh. middle. And there was no, but they were, you know, they were high end cardboard, but they, they were, you know, they weren't plastic or anything like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. so if you, one of my buddies from Indianapolis had a friend who managed to steal a whole box of them. 
Oh, yeah. So all you had to do is, <laughs> is type everything in. So I had one of those. Mm. The draft card was a tight one. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, the, they raised the drinking age in Tennessee to 21, um, and they grandfathered in anybody that was 18. I turned 18 three days before the day. So I, and I turned 18 the first week of, of as a senior in high school. I was very popular in high school. Oh, I can imagine. Well, I was, uh, yeah. I was a pretty big guy, so I'd, I'd go into the hood. And, hey, what, uh, we're just, we're just talking some, some kind of dour stuff with Kevin regarding, these uh these big companies are gonna by the time they, the Fed does anything they're gonna have, they're gonna have everybody's money <laughs> all of everybody's money am I, am I wrong with this or don't they need to stop this like kind of right now uh, if they possibly can but you know um, stopping stopping things on a dime can be somewhat difficult um all you got to do is say don't buy any bonds today oh uh, yeah but if they they and you said, you know, see, I've, <laughs> I've taken the other side of this one with you before. And, and I've said they ought to, you know, they ought to just stop buying the bonds and maybe, um, you know, just do it and not really say that they're doing it and see what the impact is. And you made a great point. You said all the trading desks are going to figure out, uh, what's going on very quickly. And I think about 20 or 30 minutes for everybody to figure out the, the, we're not, you know, we're calling the Fed and trying to sell them stuff, and they're not buying anything today. So by about noon, I think the stock market would be about, down about, what, 20 25%? I don't know about that much. I mean, some of the stocks are already, that were really incredibly high, are already down some. But they, yeah. But they still have this view that the minute the market goes down, we can't, re- we can't repeat our, quote, mistake of 2018 and actually do something. But I don't, I don't know how you get, how do you how do you how do you be you know you're, you got to be somewhere you got to be on foot or horseback right and I don't I don't understand what the you know and, and these all the stuff that's built into the system and then you've got you know a president running around talking about antitrust what do you, what do you suppose if they actually pick the company oh to do something with what's 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 the lead time for breaking them up ten years oh at minimum with lawsuits and everything else yeah. it'll be two more presidents from now. And, and we don't have any. Do that, but, but that's not that. See that that's and, and that's just them looking for an excuse for everything that's you know been going on. You got to have a bad guy, and if you are partially responsible or one of the bad guys, uh, you're going to start pointing your finger at the other bad guy, or or who you want to be the bad guy. I don't think business is really the bad guy in this thing. I think they're uh, doing the best they can with with what they have to deal with, which is. Higher input costs and no labor force. I mean, you know, nobody really wants to go to work uh, because they generally don't have to. You know, why would you want some sort of a low-paying job if you're just getting by right now and you get to sit on the couch and, and watch the Judge Judy? Well, all of this is, every one of these variables yeah. is clearly part of it. I mean, as to yeah. how you can have, uh, you know, one and not the other, but the, the general... The, the general the story is is just pumping pumping money into the system. And what, mm-hmm. what do you suppose? I, I actually have two or three questions for you. One is: Are we ever going to come to grips and decide what, what's nominal and what's real? And everybody on TV, oh god, the economy is going great. The retail sales and everything last last quarter last year were all horrible. And if you if you if you pump a ten percent inflation rate at them, they're really horrible. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, I mean, volume-wise, the amount of stuff bought is probably down 
but on a dollar basis, it's um, you know it, it definitely has uh, improved. So, you know, it, but that's one hundred percent due to inflation, and that doesn't mean it, you know that doesn't mean every kid had the best Christmas ever this last year. No, but how how is it that we don't yep. seem to have we got maybe and you know I don't want to dive into this, but maybe why doesn't you know I don't know if the Tribune has any any cachet anymore. Why doesn't the New York Times, the Post, those kinds of places have, you know, two or three people writing serious economic columns saying, this is what we're doing. This is, this is crazy. Is it because they're owned by the big businesses? I don't know if they fully understand the repercussions, but I also think they don't want to, uh, I, I think there's a, a you know, a, a bias in the media toward one side or the other, depending on what network you watch. And, you know, they don't want to badmouth uh, their guy, even though their guy is kind of scary in the White House right now. Um, not necessarily because of his faculties, but I'm afraid that the people that are giving him advice don't really, may not be qualified to give advice. And I'm, I'm going to pick on uh, the, the mayor from South Bend, who's in charge. I think he's uh, Secretary of Transportation now. Yeah, Buttigieg. What the hell qualifies him to be Secretary of Transportation? Did he, well, he's, you know, he, did he work for a trucking company first? or Is he any, uh, did he, is he any did less he, qualified than Elena Cho? I, I, I don't think it's he. I, I'm, not, I'm just talking about the yeah. guys that's in right now. Yeah, I mean, they're all. You know? I mean, who are these people? I mean, they, they you know, what, what made, uh, was it Penny Fritzker that was um, Secretary of Education? No, uh, Commerce. I think. A commerce? Okay. I thought she was part of it, because she was on the school board as well for uh, Chicago at one yeah. time. Yeah, Eliana, can you check that? I think she was commerce. Who, I'm sorry? Uh, Penny Pritzker. I, mean, I think she was a secretary of commerce, but I could be, I could... Well, she may be a little bit more qualified for secretary of commerce, but um, I don't think, I, I, I don't think secretary that... Secretary of commerce. Secretary of commerce. Was it commerce? Yeah. Man, I am being, I am being fact-checked today. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Well, you know, when you have these females around, you're always fact-checked. Well, females I'm well aware. I'm getting ready to go home to be fact-checked for five days straight. Uh, <laughs> um, does the dog still like you? <laughs> so, but, no, really, I want to circle back to this one. I don't think there's a, a good... I don't think they've got a... I don't think they have a strong support team in the White House. Well, I, it goes beyond, I don't think you necessarily can um, blame the head guy. I don't think they're, they, I don't think they have the right people in place, uh, to feed information to the president and have him, uh, you know, formulate some sort of policy. And it really comes down to when, you know, everybody was getting, I mean, hell, I got, I was getting a child credit, uh, every year for, or every month for a few months. I didn't even put in for it. But if you're getting, you know, if you've got a money, enough money to get by, Every week, and and the money's coming from the government. You really don't have an incentive to go out there and find a job. And uh, the president, early on in his term, said, "Oh, I don't know anybody. Everybody wants to work. Nobody would, you know, nobody would take the alternative of not working and and getting some sort of income." I know people, and I know this. That's not true, man. If somebody would, if somebody would pay me the same amount of money that I make right now, working a couple of jobs. Uh, just for sitting at home, I'd sit at home. Yeah, but nobody's going to pay you. I'd be, you I'd be really good at online poker. No, nobody, nobody's going to pay you what you make for these two jobs to sit at home. Well, I know, but but you know, so you know, I'll, I, I use my um, my poor sister down in Memphis who 
barely got out of high school and has really worked hourly jobs her whole life. Um, I think she would sit home if they, you know, would if the government gave her enough money that she, that her lifestyle didn't change and just just didn't have to work. I'm sure there are people. I know like she would. I'm sure there are people like that. I mean, is he? Yeah, I think there are a lot. Of, and and but the president said nobody's like that. He doesn't even understand human nature, and the people that are working with him and telling him that don't understand human nature. Well, this is the, this is the new human nature. Um, it's just, it's just different. When way back in uh, we first started the show, uh, you know, I was a little younger, and uh, I was a little younger yesterday too, right? Isn't that how that works? Uh, well, Maddie's guys were all getting laid off, right? This is back in two thousand and eight mm-hmm. or whatever it was, and uh, and I said, "How many guys are laid off?" And he goes, "Like four or five. I said, "Tell you what, why don't I?" I, I can with Audrey. I can find three or four houses that I know. Uh, you know, these guys want the whole house. You know, painted, decorated. It's a big job. It'll take us a week. I'll teach you guys how to do it. I don't, mm-hmm. We don't want to do anything like that. <laughs> what, do you no. mean? what do you mean? We don't know how to paint. Well, I know you don't, but by the, by the second day into it, you will. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Anyway. Yeah, give you something to do. I think that's. I, I think there are a certain number of people that always want something to do as well. Yeah. Um. I know. I know if. I know I'll never sit still. So. Well, what do you but think? There of, uh, are a lot of people, and it, it and it's you know I think it it goes across the broad spectrum of people in the United States. If you can get by without working and your lifestyle doesn't change at all, you're probably going to get by without working. Well, you saw the UPS earnings uh, the other day, and I have a lot of clients with UPS stack, and uh, thank God it was 20-some dollars out of the money on the calls. Of course, it went up 30, so we're chasing a little bit, uh, but not bad. And uh, how do you how do you deal with something like that? I'm not, you know, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, although I, I guess I will here in a second. Uh, you have a situation where all of a sudden people want to get all this stuff delivered to them. All right, now, if you go back 20 years, you had... Emory was in the business, right? Yeah, DHL was in the business. I'm going to mm-hmm. say there were at least two or three more that I can't remember. They're all gone. So now you basically have you. Yeah, this, uh, it's consolidation down to basically two, right? Yeah, we got them and Federal Express, and then you got yeah. the post office, which the people in government, now they don't seem to want to make the post office an active com- uh, competitor for whatever reason. Now, do you think that, they're, that they have UPS stock or what? I mean, I mean how... I just, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think people are, are necessarily. If, if you all of a sudden had the uh, antitrust department, I, I, I don't, I won't say I guarantee you, but maybe, maybe you would never ask somebody to do this, or you wouldn't want anybody to study anything that uh, you didn't tell them to do. But some, somebody somewhere in there has got to walk up to you and say, "Hey, Mr. Rhodes, I just was looking at this. Uh, my mom, you know, was taking this drug, and it was ten bucks, and two years ago, and now it's like eighty bucks, and I found out that some." This firm bought this company, and the first thing they did was because they were the other generic drug maker. The first thing they did was raise the prices of both of them because now there's only one of them to eighty bucks. Now, how is it exactly? Do you not win that case based on the Clayton Act, and and why? And who, and who says? Oh no, we, we can't go after something like that. Yet we can go after other people doing God knows what. I mean, I mean, who? How does? I mean, uh, Lou calls it prosecutorial discretion. But you're 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 really reaching the point where you're giving all these people a pass. I mean, I, I got to believe that UPS rates. I mean, if you, even if you buy you know three or four shirts online or something or a pair of sweatpants, and all of a sudden you get to the shipping, and a lot of the places the shipping is is quote free, 
but I'm going to say it's included because the price of like a flannel shirt is now 65 bucks when it used to be 45 like two years ago. So I guess they can include. But how does, how does anybody, you know, all of a sudden UPS is nine bucks and six months ago it was 750. I mean, how do you even know? I mean, it's the perfect spot to be in where those guys are. And who else where, it just kind of sne- where it kind of sneaks up on you and it's not on a sign at the gas station that you drive by every right. day. There are all kinds of things. There are all kinds of little things like that. Um, and there are a very small number of people that will dig into each of those numbers. And uh, I think there was a book called The uh, Millionaire Next Door that talked about being like that. But the majority of us just kind of hit the button and move on in life. Or it's such a minuscule amount, we don't it, it creeps up on us that we don't pay attention to it. You know, it just doesn't catch our eye. Well, I won't, you know, or it doesn't catch our eye until like five years ago. This was five bucks. Now it's twelve fifty. What the heck happened here? Uh, but what, what do you think would happen yeah. if you had? You know, suppose you and I were put in the press conference, which of course we never would be, and, and Joe Biden yeah. or or anybody else is sitting there, you know, lip smacking about antitrust. And if you or I would ask the question, you could do it more than me because you're a professor. But I might be more of a, uh, whatever, bad person. What if I were to say, uh, Mr. President, if somebody walked right in front of you and said, these guys bought this generic firm and the stuff was five bucks and within three months after they took it over, it's 80, are you willing to use the, the, the Clayton Act, which is a felony, j- jail time, triple damages, are you w- willing to walk into that boardroom and walk people out in cuffs and, and do what you have to do? I think the answer, he'd look at you like you got, you got four heads. Oh, I'm sure he would. First off, first off, he wouldn't, uh, wouldn't really comprehend what you're talking about. Um, I, I don't think most people in DC would, would fully pick up on what you're talking about because they live in a bubble and they, you know, unless it's right in their face, they don't seem to react, or unless people yell loud enough, they don't seem to really react to it. So he would, uh, I, I think he would just be dumbfounded as would be uh, a lot of people in Congress and uh, on both sides and a lot of people in the cabinet and everything else. I don't, I, I don't think they, you know, we talk, we talk about this wealth gap that continues to, you know, widen and widen and widen. You know, we got some bunch of, a handful of super rich people in the world and then the rest of us. I think the political class, uh, because it's become such a lifetime type thing, they don't really have any. Tr- I, Joe Biden's never really held a job in his life. Right. I mean, like one where he had to go interview, and all, he's gotten elected to a lot of things. He's, you know, uh, been in government service forever, but he never really, um, you know, had to make a payroll. That's the one that I always like, you know, didn't run a business and have to make a payroll, especially when things uh, came under pressure. And they just don't have the proper perspective. And they also automatically believe that government's going to be the solution to everything that's going wrong. I'm not saying that government's not the solution to what you're talking about right now, but they've been trying to, I think they've been trying to solve problems that haven't necessarily popped up yet, and they don't think about the uh, the side effects of everything that they do. Well, that, uh, you know? Well, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to... Uh, you know, we're going to make sure you, we're going to say that if you don't pay your rent, that's fine during COVID because you, uh, you know, we don't want you as they couldn't put out on the street. Well, you know, what about the landlord? What about the property taxes that have to be paid? You know, the landlord doesn't have any money to pay property taxes. Government's not getting money. Where are they getting the money to bail people out? 
there's a big, they just, I don't think they think beyond um, a very narrow, narrow scope when they make a lot of the decisions that they make. And a lot of the decisions that have been made in the past couple of years have led to uh, inflationary pressures because there's tons of money all over the place, and, but also have some behavioral changes among people that, um, you know, among people that are, you know, getting by without having to go to work every day. I'm going to say Why would you, you know, if you're getting the equivalent, uh, or even if you're getting a little bit less than you would make at a $15 an hour job, by sitting at home, why would you get up and go through all the trouble of getting a job? I think you're why in the world would you trudge, why, why in the world would you trudge to a job like that today when it's rainy and 35 degrees outside or snowing its butt off like it is in Chicago? Well, I mean, I think there's people who really know how to game the system, and I don't think it's all. Oh, yeah. that, I don't think it's all that difficult. Uh, but, but I mean, it, no- it's, it's not even a system gaming thing at this point. The system is is coming to you. And you're like, and then all of a sudden the light bulb goes off, and it's like, well, why, why do I have to put up with, you know, the chief's crap at work all day telling yeah. me what to do? Well, well I, I mean, don't. I'll just, I'll just live off my government check. Well, a lot of the jobs in the service industry, I mean, a lot of times people don't don't think that they're uh, rewarding at all. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, in the manufacturing industry, not that everybody thought that way, but some guys actually. Uh, when when you started out with a bunch of steel and, and six months later railroad cars goes out the back door and the thing's gorgeous, some people like to be part of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I think that uh, there, and, and I think that maybe the the what what the what people in government that have never really again not really ever had a make a payroll or try to do a family budget because they've been in government service the whole time. Um, I think they picture that sort of satisfaction as being universal. And it's not. Well, no. And I, you know, I, I, my, my, my sister works in, and I love my sister to death. It's just she's my best perspective on being a, a blue collar type of person. Uh, I severely doubt that at the end of her bakery shift, which runs from 4 to 4 a.m. to 10 a.m., that she leaves work thinking, man, I did a great job on those donuts today. Well, I did a, uh, you know, you know, you heard the story. <laughs> I did a, a little, a little study, you know, and I just went through a little calculator, plus I can still add or subtract, uh, regarding somebody, what it would take for somebody to get his ass off the bed, his or her, off the, off the sofa, and essentially if somebody gave him the money for, you know, a used car, now this was four or five years ago I did this, so you could get into a, an okay running used car for five grand. I mean, it wouldn't be the Taj Mahal, but it would be something that ran. And I went through that the first 66 hours of your $10 an hour job uh, went toward the state between tax on the car, not the car itself, tax on the car, yeah. titles, uh, city sticker, uh, uh, state sticker. It came out to like 660 bucks. Well, I'm going to say right now uh, that car is now 10 grand, and maybe the $10 an hour is now 13, 14. It's, it, it's not even in the, what are we up to now? I mean, somebody has to pay ten grand for a car, and he's making fourteen dollars an hour. What what is the payback on that? I mean, we're not. We're, this idea that you'll hear somebody say, "Well, gee, the guy just got a twenty percent raise from ten to twelve. Russell, it's two bucks. Two bucks is yeah. And, and and so what if you know 
their breakfast costs a dollar more every day and their lunch costs a dollar fifty more every day and gas to and from work costs them an extra ten bucks a day because it's got you know uh, all of that stuff catches up and in reality you're I, I think you're you're one of these folks that is getting a raise and you're like well I got a raise but uh um it hasn't, you know, it hasn't really led to a better quality of life. In fact, I was—I know we're getting up on the break, but I got a good number for you here, real quick. Wait, hold, hold, your number. hold that, hold um, that thought, hold that thought till after break. Oh. I'm going to tease. I'm going to tease. I'm not good at that, but we'll be back, my friend. Let's be viewers up thirty-four. Okay, right, I'm, up on, to I'm, on hold. I'm on hold. Be right back, Stacey. <laughs> How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, <laughs> at least for the short term. I think it is time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks, jocks, and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Well, we're back to Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom Howell. Eliani on the board. S&P futures are up 33. Now, if he's up 204, they were up a little bit more a little while ago, but they're still up a lot. And uh, this will be four days in a row if they stay here. Uh... 
Companies unexpectedly cut 301,000 jobs in January. That can't be good. Uh, but that doesn't matter. We have money coming to the system. We just, so what? We don't care if people are working. Uh, the Dow futures are up 36. Over in Europe, we've got, uh, DAX up 58. It was up more than that a little while ago. It's 0.4%. FTSE up 61.8%. CAC around up 46.7%. Over in Asia, now we only, we've got the Nikkei. These guys are up. Uh, they're open, sorry. They're up 455, 1.7. I've got the, uh, neither the Shanghai or the Hang Seng is open. And we're gonna have to ask Russell if he's Year of the Tiger or if that makes a difference to him. Um, if, or what he is. I, what do you think? What if Russell comes back and said he was like the Year of the Rat or something? Oh, yeah, I, mean, I don't know about how that would work, but I don't know what he is, but we'll figure this out. Uh, bonds, uh, unchanged at 1.79. The bond, look at this, positive point zero four five. Never thought I'd see that day. Japan positive point one eight. A UK one point two nine. They're sort of like us. Oil up a dollar nine eighty nine twenty nine. And my prediction, we're not going to make a hundred. They're looking so hot right now. Uh, I got another eleven dollars, but I don't know. Uh, Brent up ninety nine cents ninety twelve. Natural gas up forty nine cents five dollars and twenty four cents. Our Bob up three cents. 260. I don't think I'm getting anything for like 310 this weekend in the suburban. Uh, gold up 340, 18.04. Silver up 11 cents, 22.70. Copper up 5 cents, 4.49. And we have our favorite Bitcoin on 102, very quiet, 38,534. Eliani, what, what do you have for us? Traffic weather, sports. I'll give you a hint on the weather. Looking outside, it's snowing. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the long of the short of it, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into it. So in uh, in basketball, uh, Bulls beat Magic one twenty six to one fifteen. Suns beat Nets one twenty one to one eleven. Phoenix Coyotes uh, beat the Avalanche in hockey three to two. Blackhawks are not playing. Or sorry, they did not play last night, but they will be playing Minnesota Wild tonight in college basketball. NIU. Beats Western Michigan 75 to 56. Let's take a look at weather. In Chicago, it is currently 26 degrees and snowing a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Uh, we do have a winter storm warning that will go from today all the way until the evening tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a high of 27 with a low of 23. So thankfully, we'll be sitting at above 20 degrees, which is going to be nice. And in Phoenix, uh, they are currently sitting at 52 degrees, partly cloudy with a high of 61 and a low of 38. Um, make sure you're driving really safe on the roads. Uh, the further inbound into downtown you get, the worse uh, the, the snow is getting. Uh, we do have a couple accidents on the road today. Um, we have uh, an accident still at I-90 West taking up the right two lanes at Devon Toll Plaza. Uh, another accident on Route 53 North at Army Trail. Uh, another traffic uh, at Columbine and West Wilson. Another traffic on 94 West at 87th Street. Another accident on 290 East at North Mill Road. Another one on Route 21 at Keeney Street. Another accident at 55 North. Uh, sorry, on 55 North. I'd at turn Lamont. back if I were you. I know, just go home. And then another accident on 355 North at 63rd. And uh, traffic we have going, um, you know, north, south, east, and west within a, about a 20 to 30 mile radius worth of traffic. It gets obviously more congested the further inbound you get because of all the construction we have at the I-94, 290 construction intersect. So be nice to each other on the roads, people. Keep each other safe. Please, God. 
How do you like to have construction that if you were going to have some kids, your grandkids would be alive before that stuff's done? I moved to the States in 1998, and there has been construction on those highways since I moved here uh, 23 years ago. We're starting to start in the Eisenhower in two, three years, right, Russell? They start, yeah. Are they, yeah. Doing, are they doing a total? They, it's a big rotation, isn't it? Yeah. yeah they right. finish one and they start on the other. Well, <laughs> the... Uh, so you have a before we get into your your numbers, I assume you're talking about the labor numbers. What do you, I like? I like to see that the new Bears coach and general manager start talking about how you know these people just got to like block and tackle harder. And I'm thinking uh, the only guy I've ever a coach that ever uh, had some common sense regarding that stuff is Steve Kerr last year, and it was at the finals or whatever. One of the uh, attractive ladies that are on the floor and ask all the, the kind of dumb questions. Although some of them are pretty good, some of them are real good actually. Uh, great announcers but the girls out on the floor sometimes you wonder um so girl says well, what'd you tell him at halftime <laughs> steve kerr goes i told him the same crap that everybody's told told people since high school don't turn the ball over pass the ball around duh <laughs> what, what changes i mean right i mean uh but I'm, I'm gonna say that look at the teams that played last weekend there isn't a team uh-huh. there, there isn't a team there that the bears have three people they would would start on those teams i'm gonna say maybe Quinn, uh, this, the middle linebacker, and maybe the halfback. Other than that, is there anybody the Bears have would start any of those teams? Likely not. Not right now. But the people that were making those personnel decisions are gone. So hey, they're gonna they're they're coming back, and I'm I'm on the list to get season tickets, but I'm not going until they're in Arlington Heights. Uh, you're gonna be a long time, pal. I know it's going to be a long time, but that's, and that's about how long I think it's going to take them to turn it around. Um, so. Right, so what do you, what do you think? You, you know what? I'm in Indiana. I'm a big Colts fan now. Well, yeah, well, they got a good team. Plus, they got my, my buddy from Notre Dame, uh, the, the guard, who's the best guard in the world. Was it, you know, no, yeah. yeah it's, it, luckily, I can, I can change allegiances because I didn't grow up in Chicago. So I can yeah, you can. Uh, you know what? I think I'm going um, to switch over to the Colts. I like the color blue. I can. I can actually see Lucas Oil Stadium from my apartment. So yeah, you can, uh, you I'm know, just you, can, games. you can you can just change. You just have a whole bunch of hats in the in the closet. Whatever, who's ever winning, that's your hat. That's right. Yeah, you know, like people that are you know both Cub and Cardinal fans. Well, who's having a good year? I'm wearing red. Yeah, it's our see all those cats of people. So, hey, I want to I, oh, yeah. I want to backtrack to the, uh, the 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 working thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm prepping to do a a. a forum on inflation and what's going to happen for the NASDAQ, and we're doing prep calls right now, and one guy on one of the prep calls threw out a great statistic, said over the last 15 to 20 years, the average salary in the U.S. has gone up 0.75%, and inflation has averaged 1.75%. Uh, no, when you so say... the, the average dude is is uh, falling behind by 1% a year. All right, I don't want to... Uh bury you in details here, but when you say average, are you talking uh, mean or median? I don't know. He threw the number out. What would you get? <laughs> I'm just regurgitating a number from a strat- from an economist. Ah. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, see, but you're very- but I, have a funny fe- I have a funny feeling that um, that average doesn't represent everybody at all. Well, I'm looking at your... Uh, your favorite site, uh, usdebtclock.org, which now has more more stuff on here than you can even absorb. They have a median income of an individual, 
35.7 now, and they, I think it's a little higher than that, actually. I read 37, 38, 39, but the median income 2,000 was 31.6, so it's like up 12% in 20 years. So they say it's up 15% in 20 years. That's not so good. Yeah, that's less than a 1% compounding. Uh, median new home, 2,000, 161. Median new home now, 393. How's he doing? That is, um, that's not keeping up. That means, that means to buy a house, you and your spouse need to work. You need to think about um, possibly written the kids out for medical experiments or something, and you yeah. should be delivering pizza on the weekend. Yeah, we, uh, we've managed to... And driving Uber in inclement weather to get, um, you know, to, to get the surge pricing. Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> That's the Doing truth. everything you can. I heard all about surge pricing on my ride to the airport this morning. Oh god, yeah, into a, that. Well, one of the guys used <laughs> to. Well, one of the guys used to kind of show. He he lives up in. Uh, who's the who's, who's the uh, the famous building up on Lakeshore Drive with it's all glass with the big, you know the the pet or the oh Lake Point Tower. No, no, no. It's uh on the, on the other side of the street. It's uh Miles Vandero or somebody. One of those guys. Anyway, but he oh yeah yeah he yeah. went to a New Year's Eve party at uh, the Yatch Club. And uh I think is the the ride over there was like ten bucks and all of a sudden it started snowing and right back was like a hundred. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I I've I had a um I had a hundred and ten dollar Uber to go less than a mile once in New York. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Why Wait, you, what? I had to be there. <laughs> why didn't you walk or get a cab? It was pouring. Oh. I don't want to get wet. Mm-hmm. It was I mean it was like raining sideways. So he doesn't want to sing in the rain? No, it's uh yeah. <laughs> I actually was out at one of the, your, your guys, the CBOE thing, and a few of us, the guys on the board, we always had to wear our, our monkey suits, right? We're walking along, it was kind of sunshine, all of a sudden, it starts raining. It was like you were in the shower, for God's sake. We, we, it must oh, have, yeah. it couldn't have rained for more than a minute and a half, and you were soaked down to the skivvies, for God's sake. Like, now what do I do? My ties or whatever? They're like, what the hell? Was like, <laughs> you know, and there wasn't even anybody selling me an umbrella for a ridiculous price. Oh yeah, you gotta pull out all the um, used umbrellas that you see land. I should do that because I see, I, I see so much stuff just being left behind by students on campus. I should collect. I should just you know collect all that crap and put it up for sale whenever it's needed, especially umbrellas. Yeah, just grab a trench coat and just hide it in there. Yeah, <laughs> so, and you know, lots of if there were more one-armed people in the world, there's so many single gloves. Oh yeah, well it's a. Yeah, so sad what, individual glob. What uh, <laughs> have you have you ever? I mean, you know, you, you, you've been around for a while. Have you ever seen oh policy people, whatever it is, talk about doing something for so long and do nothing? Uh, your buddy Rick Santelli last week said, "When are these guys going to stop talking about it and do something?" Sounds like ADHD. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, have you, you ever seen the film? You, you know what? I, what I think is going on with the talk. Um, you remember what? what Remember the um, Dolly Parton movie, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas? Yeah. Which was also a musical. Um, there, there's this scene where, you know, they're talking, you know, the governor gets all excited. Uh, there's a whorehouse in Texas. And they're trying to figure out what to do about it. And there's a whole musical scene around um, the governor seeing what the polls say and just doing what the polls say. I think what they're doing is they're floating all of this stuff and seeing what the reaction is to avoid making mistakes, and they're, they're you know it's just like they're fishing with the comments. 
Well, what's what's a mistake? Uh, is, is this what should we do? Is this what, how you know? And they'll make some comments. And unfortunately, I think they're way too fixated on the financial markets and not fixated enough on the general economy. Well, you have uh, you know, and the stock market reacts badly to something they say that probably would be good long term for the economy, and they back off. Well, the people that are all over the stock market own the one percenters of the world. I don't know if anybody could argue with me all this much. On this one, although somebody probably would try. Uh, I'm going to say that the one percenters of the world that own, what do they own in the stock market? Was it like the top 10% of the people own uh, 80 or 90% of all stocks or something? I mean, some, some huge well, number. Yeah, I'm sure it's something like that. So if, if, if all of a sudden he does something where he's all of a sudden is starting to worry about, like, us, and, and, and part of the, uh, uh, you know, the fix, is is that I mean they're the ones that blew the market up this far, so it's not like oh know, yeah I mean no, they, yeah. so if it, so if the market comes back twenty five thirty percent, those people that are that control these people, they've got a lot more access than you and I do. Yeah, I mean uh, absolutely do. I, I would actually they can, you know for my style of trading, if we went from, I have some people who just have regular stocks, I wouldn't want that to happen, but. Uh, actually, I have a lot of people that have regular stacks, so I don't want anything to go flying down. But bottom line is, I'd like to get stuff down to a number where I can just just buy stuff. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I, we're talking about these companies that have been around forever. They're all of a sudden ten per, worth ten percent more than they were the day before. UPS, Google. I mean, it's up two hundred seventy nine bucks. I mean, ten percent when you're talking about companies that are worth you know eight hundred billion dollars. I mean, UPS isn't. Ten uh, percent is like a real lot of dough, Russell. I mean, does anybody even look to see how much oh, yeah. money that is? I mean, well, I mean, that, I mean, that's that. We're start talking about billions. That's real money there. Yeah. But it's not, you know, it, the the same proportion is not making it to everybody else. And I don't, I don't know how you fix that one either. Well, so you, the tools that they have uh, to inflate things and possibly deflate things, uh, they do impact the people at the higher end as far as the dollar stuff. You know, as far as the dollars go. Well, you can't have people, I mean, I, I've said this forever, but obviously you can. You can't have people uh, getting half a percent interest, or not even that, at the same time they're paying 25 on their credit card. I mean, come on. How, what, no, you can't. And that's, uh, although I, I don't think credit card debt has grown tremendously in the last couple of years. No, it hasn't. Actually, some, a lot of people pay. Yeah, and, and what has actually grown is the average balance in people's checking accounts. Well, you know what's, what's weird? I'm again. I'm on this crazy page here. I mean, you and I talked, you know, years ago. There's a number here of savings per family, right? And uh, I don't know how the hell. Well, I'll tell you what their definition of it is: liquid cash and personal savings for all U.S. families divided by the number of U.S. families. So it's a mean, right? When mm-hmm. when uh, so you can go back here. So today it's eighteen thousand. All right. If you go back to 2012, the number was if I can. Uh, was eight thousand? Okay, so in the last twenty years, it's it's gone up to eighteen. But the weird part of it, Russell, is last year when they were shoving all that money out there to PPP and all this stuff, the number got to fifty because some people got you know fortunes in these in these plans from the government, and other people didn't. But some people did, and it's and it's already dropped back down from fifty to eighteen in like the the four months after. Which means, mm-hmm. which means a lot of people are, are. We haven't had basically a check in the mail now for quite a while. 
Right. So I mean, I, I yeah, I didn't get I didn't get one in January. I got one in December. I didn't get one in January. Well, I mean, we don't have a PPP. We don't have the twelve hundred dollar check. We haven't mm-hmm. we haven't gotten that in a while. So I, I think what's happening is uh, the, the the big bump in savings that people got early last year because they were getting all these. I mean, some some small you know some restaurant owners that played the game right got like a check for three hundred grand or something. It's a real number. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you and I didn't get that. But uh, that, that's that's number, especially some of those people had their best year ever. So it was definitely a way to yeah. to play. The, hey, you know, you know, I, somebody sent me this thing yesterday, and I don't, I I can't believe it. It was a, a South Carolina newspaper. Do you know that it, in uh, FEMA has a program that if somebody dies from COVID and somehow you can or COVID related or something, you can get a nine thousand dollar check from FEMA for the funeral. I, I, really? I had never heard that. And, uh, we get all of this. There's not even a form. You have to call a number. They'll ask you some questions and then they'll send you the form if they think you qualify. Do you think that incentivizes more people to say they, that their loved one died from COVID? Well, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody <laughs> knew about this, but it certainly incentivized the hospitals. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, that's, uh, that pays for pretty much the whole funeral. Well, there were a funeral, 10, 11 grand? Yeah. You can give. I, I, I bought a funeral a couple of years ago. I didn't. I don't think it was over ten. You bought. Um, you bought a funeral. Well, I, I paid for my father's. Oh, funeral, so. I mean, you, you had a. Okay. You, you you had a. Okay, I get it. <laughs> you, okay. you bought what so I, I paid. I mean, I I paid. My father died three summers ago, right before in I summer twenty nineteen, and um, you know, I flew down, took care of everything, but also had to, uh, to you know, pay for the funeral. And I I don't think the funeral was more than ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like it's like in it's in as long as you don't get a a gilt casket gasket. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to buy one of those. No, because no. you don't have you didn't have any guilt. You were nice to your dad the whole way. No, I have no guilt whatsoever. <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. So, uh, are you are you a season ticket holder down there for basketball? I am not a season ticket holder for anything. Um, so I, I sports twist me up so goddamn. My, I'm sorry. So much that that I go through waves of paying a lot of attention and paying no attention. Well, you, um, you have to go down to Bloomington to see the, the the big team play, right? I do. That that is that is. I'm, there are two IU bucket list items, and, and I know that I'm going to be here at least four years because that's my contract. Um, going to a game, game um, at uh, it's Assembly Hall, right? I believe so. I was there to the night. I always get. I always get mixed up with what they would call the one in Champaign and what they call the one in Bloomington. And then the other one is they have the, you know, the movie Breaking Away from 1980 about the Little 500. Um, I'm going to the Little 500 this year. I'm definitely doing that. Good for you. Well, no, it's yeah, the, the Little... My, uh, my next-door neighbor, my, my next-door neighbors, actually next-door neighbors on both sides, both of those kids and I, all three of us, went to Kelly together this year. So a bunch of people in the neighborhood are coming down to the Little 500. Well, what's that? Is that the stack car one? No, that's uh, biking, riding. Oh, oh, okay. Cycling. All right, so they have they have the regular Indy 500. They have the Brickyard 400, which is stack cars, and now they got biking as well. Well, they have Little 500 in Bloomington, and they've had it for decades. Oh, so that's not at the big place in Indianapolis. Okay, okay, I get it. No, 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 no. It's in Bloomington. All right. Um, wow. You don't want to go to the 500 500? Uh, I will go to the 500 500 at some point as well. Well, if you get like oh, a I'm... skybox, call me. If you're in the infield, uh, forget it. 
we're going to rent an RV and hang out in the infield for a whole week. For a whole week? Uh, no. I've, I've done that with NASCAR. I've been to multiple NASCAR races. So I'm, you didn't, know, the, didn't the guy who owned the, the NASCAR uh, circuit? You were asking if I was a rat or a tiger. Dude, I'm a hillbilly. That's what I am. You just have to admit to it. Didn't, uh, didn't the guy who owned the NASCAR circuit just sell it? Or he wanted to sell it or something? It wasn't making any money? Did what? Didn't he sell it? If there's like three circuits now, didn't he sell some of them? I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm honestly not really sure if the. I think it's the France family. I don't know if they've uh, if they sold it or not. All right. So what now? We have to ask you since you're in. What do you make of this four day rally? You want to fade it at this point, or or is this just a start? I am. I am not buying into it, and I'm a big fan of uh, buying high to sell higher. It, you know, like once I see some green on the screen, you know, chasing it a little bit because that seems to have worked for several years now. I'm just uh, the, the confidence ain't there like it has been. Well, I mean, is it? You know, is it? I mean, there's no fun. You know what? There's no fundamental reason for us to have, like you said. You know, Google is increasing its value by ten percent or so today based on their earnings uh, across the broad economy. I don't see. Uh, the only reason I see to buy stocks or own stocks right now is finding stock, finding companies that would do well in an inflationary environment. Well, what's the what's the delay? Let, let, let's assume that I'm right on this, which isn't. What, what is the delay? And I'm going to say that uh, I, I go there all the time, so maybe it's, but the, I like to beat up on them more. Uh, the Home Depot, they they decide okay, a plasterboard used to be ten bucks, now it's fifteen. All right, but if mm-hmm. you're if you're putting up a million dollar house, what are you going to do? You're not, you're not going to not buy it, right? So there's, where, where does it have to go to where I actually did some research a couple of weeks ago? And it's since, I think it's since, uh, 2010 or 2000. Let me go back and research this, but, uh, plasterboard's up four times and lumber's up six. Where, where, do, where does it have to go to where, uh, you know, the plasterboard was 10, then it was 15, now it's 20 for, you or I to sell a wife or girlfriend? No, we're, we're, not, we're not. We're not fixing the kitchen. This stuff's too friggin' expensive. When, when is when is Home Depot? I mean, an economist would say it happens right away. But when when does it reach the point where they just eviscerate their clients and they say we can't buy this crap? To where the percentages are that they that they actually are losers on this instead of winners? I don't think they're there yet. They're not there yet, but it, 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 it won't won't it be at the point where they just can't pass it along anymore. Well, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I mean, we're you know, I mean, isn't that, that that's what I assume will eventually happen? Is that uh, prices will on certain materials will reach a point where it doesn't make economic sense to do things unless the prices come down, and you'll get some sort of stagnation. But when uh, that's uh, really that's that's what I see for us in the next six to eighteen months, next half year to is we're going to see a big slowing of growth because. Um, there's just not going to be enough stuff to buy, and the stuff that's out there to buy is going to be too expensive for a lot of people. Uh, and you don't have, you know, you're, you're not going to have much economic growth because you're having a lot of labor problems as far as trying to grow any sort of business whatsoever. Well, you don't. But so we're, we're just we're caught we're caught in a really bad loop. It's a uh, is stagflation. Describe it. Yeah, that's exactly what I think is coming. That you've been telling that to your and, class, and I'm not, you know, and you hate thinking like that, you hate being like that, you just. Uh, but um, and you and I have had this conversation. I had this conversation yesterday on the prep call 
I said, you know, the problem is we're all so close to it. We see stuff before a lot of other people see it. We don't know how long it's going to take for it to, to creep into the markets and, and everything else. But we do, um, you know, we do have a, a, some insights that a lot of people, other people don't have because we're paying very close attention. Well, it's, um, it's like going to and, uh, you know, the guys that, well, I don't know, the guys that go to, you know, AA or Gamblers Anonymous or something. The first thing you have to do is, is realize you have a problem. You're not going to get your knee fixed until you realize your knee's messed up. And I don't think right. And I don't. I don't think the policymakers have a realization of how big the looming problem is. Now, part of it might be that you know you and I have been ta- ever since I've been on the show. We've been talking about how inflation is going to be a problem at some point. And if you keep hearing that, hearing that, uh, you're kind of numb to it eventually being um, being a problem. Well, and now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. It's a big. It's a big problem. Right. Uh, so you uh, are you, are you going to get and out of you it? And I, you and I are like, well, no kidding. It's a problem. They pumped a bunch of money into the system, and we've seen this coming forever. <laughs> are you uh, are you supposed to be landing in Midway or O'Hare? Uh, I'm flying into O'Hare. Hopefully. Uh, what do you What do you think your chances are? I heard 300 flights were canceled. Uh, well, if if I was on time, I would have been boarding right now. Um, I think my chances are okay. I'm on the first flight. My plane is here. It's a matter of finding a slot to land at O'Hare, and um, I'm only delayed by an hour or so. I always, I always don't like it when they're out de-icing the plane. I always I say to myself, "Is this trip really necessary?" Yeah, that's uh, that, we de-iced on the way here too. I don't know if they're going to have to de-ice because we're just a little bit above freezing, so it's just cold weather, cold wet weather. Yeah, that's kind of here. But the good news is we didn't get the ice under the snow at least most places here, so. That's real dangerous. We didn't have that, so maybe it won't be as bad as they're talking about here. The uh, I see you one of these days, bud. Oh yeah, no. Eventually, I'll come downtown on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, yeah. You, you'll you'll be surprised. Nobody here. The downtown's still yeah. there. nobody around. No, I um. You know what? I, I'm not teaching at all this whole summer. Really? I'll be looking for things to do. Uh, wow. SP futures up twenty eight, and as futures up one seventy seven. Take care of yourself, bud. Uh, good stuff as usual. Okay. Talk at you next week. We'll see you. Bye. Right. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. CairoMed. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway.